Uh, hey, you all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep, well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do is the bedtime story. Get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside... Whatever it is that's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts uh, going through your head or your mind, where you know your mind, you know wherever you, whatever's on your mind, uh, feelings, uh, physical sensations, changes in routine, travel, snoring partners, you know, to t- you know, wind that can keep. That sometimes that wakes me up and say, what's with that wind? You know, window panes, anything. You know, panes with an I, and panes with an N and an E. Whatever's keeping you awake, I'd like to take your mind off that. I'm, the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to create a safe place, like I said. I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, and, uh, you know, the superfluous sloth, superfluous, superfluous, superfluous sloths. Uh, I, I don't, I actually don't have any extra sloths. We will be, you know, touching on sloths. We won't be touching any sloths. No sloths will be touched in the making of this episode. I mean, well, maybe not. Like, if there's any sloth researchers out there, sloth scientists, friends of sloths, Sloth Society, so I can get some alliteration in there. Anybody saving sloths, uh, singing to sloths. I, I mean, this could touch some sloths. I'd be happy if it, uh, you know, if you find out you play the podcast. Like, let's say this, like, the sloth community found out about, um, Zootopia and then they weren't happy about it. Like, some reason their feelings were hurt. Or about the fish song, but I think that's more about somebody nicknamed the sloth or metaphorical. But let's say, you know, sloth community's feeling down, and then they, like, I wouldn't mind touching the sloths in that way. We'll say, well, Scoots, like, I'm, this episode isn't dedicated to the sloths, but now it is, because, you know, sloths, to all the sloths out there, I've never known, I haven't known a few of you, but I've, I know of you. Um, well, I, I don't actually know. I don't, do you, do you, what are you, what are your, uh, what are those other bears? Do you live in, a, where do you, where do sloths live? Uh, I mean, tonight we'll talk about, uh, Ice Age sloths that lived in the uh, Los Angeles area. You know, a, what about those three-toed sloths? I, I hear, I hear good things about you. I hear you, you, you take your name, you have beautiful nails. I don't think you get, get enough credit for your nails. And your cuteness, you sloths, oh boy. And by the way, if your brain is keeping you awake at night or whatever, you know, think, you know, sub in you for sloths and, and just take these compliments in lieu of any sloths that may or may not be listening. Cause this podcast is meant to put you to sleep too, but for tonight I'm dedicating it to sloths. But the good news is, like, as I'm, as I'm doing this, I have a live teletype machine hooked in to the uh, animal communities of the world, and it's coming through. I have permission from the Greater Sloth Council and the Lower Sloth Council. I think those are both houses of uh, Sloth Parliament, Parliament, you know. I don't know which, so the Sloths have a House of Lords and a House of, anyway, it's not important. It's officially come in tonight. Anyone that's having trouble falling asleep, anybody that needs a little company while you're falling asleep, you can officially consider yourself a sloth tonight, and not in the metaphorical sense, uh, but as a member of the community, intertwined with uh, love, uh, you know, with great nails that are underrated, cute faces, fuzzy, whatever, you know, all the all the pros of being a sloth, but none of the cons. Oh, the sloths are saying no, no, you, no, 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 and and all the sloths out there who have somehow found themselves listening to a sleep podcast, where you say, "What is this? I don't even. This is a sleep podcast." Well, yeah, it's a podcast to put you to sleep. Human or sloths, tonight we're all one, and that's why I make the show. We're all one in the deep dark night when we can't fall asleep, and that's uh, you know I, I make this show to take your mind off of stuff. 
And while I take your mind off stuff, you don't need to listen to me. So the usually the setup of the show, this one I'm doing in an Airbnb closet. I'm looking at a comforter. It's about, it, it is in licking distance. I wouldn't lick an Airbnb comforter. But I'm in the closet of an Airbnb here. And uh, so, so the oh, the structure show. First five minutes of show is business. That's how we keep the show and all the archives free. If we can, as long, for as long as we possibly can. So it's a, that's the important part of the show. After that, you don't need to listen anymore. We're about six minutes into an intro. The intros are usually twelve minutes. You can skip the intros, but they're kind of a show within a show. They kind of do get everybody comfortable. I mean, tonight we're, 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 we're bridging new gaps in human sloth relations. And like, you know, cause, I mean, we don't get a credit for our emotional relations with the creatures I don't know anything about other than their names and how they've been portrayed in mainstream media. Also, uh, alternative media, you know, what's up with me? Well, I guess maybe I shouldn't be pointing fingers or toe. You know, I should, I should take my three toes and put them back in my sock. Because I really don't know about alternative, you know, nowadays we'd say, well, any meat, you know, all coverage, well, that's the things that keep in the sloths are saying, no, not all coverage is good coverage. They say, while we enjoyed the betrayal in Zootopia, uh, it also got us down. I don't know. Then they say, just like when I can't fall asleep sometimes, you'd say, well, what's got you down about it? It was hilarious and great. They say, well, I don't know. Just like sometimes when I can't sleep, I say, well, I don't know why I can't sleep tonight. Just can't. So here's the thing with the podcast. So clearly you don't need to listen to me. But it's, some, you know, I, ideally I'll be just engaging enough to keep your mind off of whatever's keeping you awake. But you'll realize with the common sense you do have it, you, you know, or if you're a sloth, maybe this will just trigger something in your brainstem. And you'll say, well, I'll just, you know, I'll just hug against this eucalyptus. Well, I was going to ask, ask the sloths. Uh, don't worry, I'm not going to ask any sloths. I was going to ask the sloths that are listening. Do you get along with koalas? Are they as nice as they look? Because I've heard, actually, like every once in a while, I think somewhere in my brain, somebody says, I think I heard somewhere koalas aren't as nice as they look, but they look pretty nice. And isn't there, are koalas marsupials? I always get that mixed up. There's another bear... Also, what's a kookaburra that lives in the old gum tree? I think that's a bird, but I don't know if you hang out with any of those either. But I don't know. I'd like to know. I'd like to get the scoop on the koalas, and it'd like uh, probably I'd like to smell eucalyptus breath because uh, that's got to be great, or at least better than my dog's breath. Uh, maybe should, do you know anything about eucalyptus leaves? Can I get? Can my dog chew on those? Because they have things for dogs' breasts, but it's incredibly overpriced. And I've been meaning to brush my dog's teeth, but I had, you know, I, I just don't want to, you know, I don't think she'd like it. Uh, so I think it, I would love it if my dog had eucalyptus breasts. Sorry, I didn't mean to change the subject about because this was supposed to be just to put you, the, the sloths of the world, and the humans of the world to sleep tonight, because uh, you take your mind off stuff. You don't need to listen. That was a for, you're under no pressure to fall asleep. I'll be here about an hour to keep you company. You can fall asleep at any time. But the reason the shows are an hour, like, well, one, you know, some people listen for distraction in the deep dark night, and that's to fall asleep. But other people, it's just you say, well, I could fall asleep at any time. I could fall asleep in the next two minutes, or I could fall asleep in 48 minutes. Scoots will be there. To keep me company. And that's right, I'll be here three times a week. Uh, Sunday nights, Tuesday nights, Thursday nights. And this is really how much I, I, I am dedicated to the show. I'm, I'm sitting here in the closet of, uh, of you know, I got a, a comforter hanging from the closet rods. Recreation of the climbing closet I have at home. Uh, to make sure I got a show here for you. Also now I have, uh, you know, sloths and koalas on the brain. So it's a podcast of what you sleep. Now, if you're if you're if you're a sloth, ideally we have some sort of interpreter, or you know whatever you're. you're I don't know what what other interaction. I mean, it'd be great if you went sentient. Uh, you know, probably wouldn't be be great. Like, uh, 
if you started taking people's iPods and phones and listening to podcasts, but we could work it out. You know, maybe uh, in one of those societies of sloths, it's nice of you to welcome humans tonight to be sloths and sloths to be humans. Hey, hey, sloths, have you seen the movie, like one of those like Freaky Friday body swap type movies? I think Dudley Moore and Kirk Cameron had one. There's also, like, in that genre movies like Big, that's a little bit different, but not totally different. And, you know, I think if I had to pick an actor that Sloss would love, other than Jason Bateman, I'd probably say Tom Hanks. And, of course, Martha Plimpton. But she, maybe she was. I don't know if she's been in any. Um, Jodie Foster was. I think she was in one of the Freaky Friday movies, I believe. But I'm not positive. And I don't, yeah, I don't know if Corey Feldman was in one. Great question. I have Sloss here sending me questions uh, uh, via, via, via brain transmission. I don't know how they got into my brain. But so whoever's listening, Sloss or Human, this podcast meant to take your mind off stuff. It doesn't work for everybody. That's the thing. Like, you know, my 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 style... This is a silly, goofy podcast. I'm also different. I have these creaky dulcet tones. So it doesn't work for everybody. So if you're trying it for the first time, you know, give it a couple tries. This isn't, you know, no pressure for it to work for you. I just want to help, uh, you know, take your mind off stuff. I hope it helps you because I've been there sleepless. Uh, but if it doesn't work for you, you know, do try. There's a lot of good uh, stuff on LibriVox or Pink Noise. I've been using a lot of Pink Noise lately. Jazz. I've been doing some jazz. Uh, old-time radio, so whatever it is, uh, so those are some options. But this podcast is meant to help people fall asleep, that other stuff that hasn't necessarily helped. Or that maybe you want someone to come over and read them a bedtime story. I mean, this is like a, a different version of a bedtime story. I don't know, maybe if I ever retire, I could tell bedtime so The man who told bedtime stories to sloths and uh, what those koala bears, if koala bears are nice. And probably, I mean, Sloss, I got to tell you, the more I'm thinking and talking about you, the more cute I think you are. So it would be great if I could have a koala bear around one side of me. And I guess you would probably snuggle me, the way I'm picturing it, like you probably have a better grip. Uh, well, I haven't smelled you, so I don't know. Maybe I could, like, if I don't know what your bathing rituals are. Like, But maybe if the koala bear is breathing in my face with what I imagine is this per- perfect, great eucalyptus bread. Like, even a eucalyptus burp is probably nice. But I think we could get that going, and that could be, like, a, would that be a, refu- a refuge that has a refuge? How, how does that sound, koalas and sloths? Like, a refuge, with, like, I could have refuge within the refuge. Also, I don't know if any of you listen to the, you know, any of you forest creatures have listened, but oh, you don't live in forests. Any you whatever wherever you live, it's not that important. I'm mean, the tail end of this intro. I was going to tell you, I, I don't, I, I feel uncomfortable in zoos, and that could be because of some sort of simpatico thing. I, I can't put my finger on it. It's not exactly political or moral. When I just get in a zoo, I don't feel. I feel well. I never feel comfortable in my own skin anyway. But it's, it's exacerbated when I'm in a zoo. I just say, I gotta get, I don't like it here. And I can't pin it down. It's definitely something on a, you know, micro molecular gut level. So we could share, you know, that's why I could have a refuge. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that at a zoo, but I could, would do that at a preserve. Preserve the refuge within a refuge here at Sloth Town, Sloth City. And we could we we'd be outside on the outskirts, and that's where I'd tell bedtime stories to sloths and koalas. And so if there's any creatures called sloths, uh, like moths, moths are welcome to come by. You know, as long as there's a light at a distance for you to gather around, so you're not bumping into my face and leaving that powder behind. But that's it. So if you're new here, give give the show a few tries. Doesn't work for everybody, like I said. I hope it works for you. Uh, podcast a little bit silly, a little bit goofy, 
But as they say every time, like, I, I made the show because I used to have trouble falling asleep. I said, hey, I think I can make something to put people to sleep, a little bedtime story, bedtime company, uh, giggle spritz, which is like, you know, it's almost, this podcast is kind of funny. And it's okay. Sometimes you're laughing and with me. Sometimes you're laughing at me. And sometimes you're like, I don't even know if I should, but I don't know if I, it, and then I say, yeah, that's right. Just fall asleep. I'm here. I'm here to keep you company. And most of all, I say this every intro, unless I forget, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you found your way to this podcast. I appreciate you trying it out. I appreciate your time. And I really work hard, and I really yearn to help you fall asleep, all right? Good night. Uh, hey, welcome to the uh, the unofficial walking tour. I'm here going to be your host. Uh, you could call me... Uh, Oh, I didn't, uh, I, I, I usually have a pseudonym, uh, you could call me, oh, uh, Captain, uh, Cap, Cap, the, the Cap, Captain, you could call me, and this is like a, uh, this is a mall walking tour, and you may say, of the La Brea Tar Pits, in, in the La Brea Tar Pits area, and I'd like to, to, before we get started, well, first off, welcome. I, I do have to cover some things quickly. Uh, as you may or may not have heard, this is a, this is a mall, this is an unofficial mall walking club. And any fees you pay technically aren't for this tour, but as a membership in the unofficial mall walkers of Amer- America club. So if you did pay, 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 you know, if so you didn't pay for a tour, and if we get stopped by anyone, you know, this we're, we're just friends walking. And if you have issues, you could we're just friends of mall walking, but we could just say we're friends walking. I did have one person on another tour say, you know, I'm not, and I said, well, you could just say we're friends mall walking. And just repeat that, and it'll confuse. But usually we don't get stopped uh, ever since we did start charging. And one of the reasons we charge is to get it, like, uh, so I have a wristband here for you, and it says Brea Tar Pits on it, so that, the, you know, they will be paid. And they just, uh, I don't know, this is my, this is actually my first tour here also. So this is a, a beta tour. And it's not really just, it's not really a tour. It's just like, a, you know, with the malls, it's like this is experimental. We're going to walk together. And I know you are a fan. Oh, they pay, you're being paid to do this as a gift to me. Well, that's just, so we're not required to be friends, but we could become friends on this tour, which I hope is possible. I did go on one of these tours yesterday in, I did like I did the walking part, but I like I was I forgot like I didn't pay a ton of it. So I do know this. Welcome to the La Brea Tar Pits, which there's a lot of confusion in that title. There are no uh, pits uh, technically full of tar. Uh, there's pooling asphalt, uh, which it was called tar. It's, and also La Brea means the tar pits, I think. So welcome to the tar pits, tar pits. Uh, that's that's funny. We're not going to be talking about science. We're going to be talking. We're going to be walking, and I'll be talking, and we'll be just enjoying our walking. It is a beautiful Los Angeles day here, and let's get out of the parking lot, and we're going to come here to the big. I call this the the, the first mall. Uh, this big circular area, and you can see to our right, they're like directly in front of us. Those are children, and they're playing. Uh, I don't know if they're playing soccer. Those are like the little kick kick clubs and the kick kickers of America. And I think the goal there is to build self esteem because they're not very good. I've watched them because uh, I, I expected you about an hour ago. But that's fine. And uh, they, so I've been watching the children, and, and they kick the ball sometimes. A lot of times they miss it. And they say, well, the ball's about half the size of you. But I keep the, the, well, the coach said, can you keep that to yourself? And I said, well, I'll just stand further away. And they said, great. And so that's the great circle. And then off to the right, you're going to see uh, other buildings like uh 
beyond the gates of the tar pits, you could see museums, I mean, other bit like Los Angeles in general. But I think that's the Page Museum there. Like, I thought those were tusks on the roof. And I don't know if they are or they're not, but it's the Page Museum. It's Japanese art, I believe. I haven't been in there. Uh, because I'm here, for, we're going to do some indoor strolling and we're going to do some outdoor strolling. And beyond that, I, I think we far beyond that. But let's let's just take it one. To, we're going to take this turn here, and you could see the families in this. It's like a, it's about what is it? Like eleven a.m. Great time to 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 do some walking and some talking. And I'm so happy to see you. And welcome, like you know, with the under. I don't know what is the status of America's malls. I just haven't. I've run out my welcome, the welcome wagon drove away without me at all the malls I used to mall walk and tour on. But anyway, here comes a bust, and this is a nice bust, and you'd see that this bust of this man, Captain Hancock, old Captain Hancock, really good, he's really got some good polish going. For some people, some reason people seem to like to rub his face and his ears, but not his shoulders and chest. So he really has a nice glint in the sun. And he donated to the, the Hancock Park, uh, which I guess this may be Hancock Park in 1915, to the people of Los Angeles. And to the people who love walking. And we're going to proceed. Now, right on our left here, that's the museum. Uh, the Librea Tarpits Museum. And directly to our right is the lake pit. And I could stay, I'll, I'll be honest, I could just, like, if, if this was not a walking tour, if it was a standing and looking tour, I could stay all day at lake pit. So let's just look at it at a distance right now. And let me just tell you some issues I've had with La Brea Tar Pits uh, as, as a boy. You know, we live in this era of, of history, and there's debating, and then they say, well, maybe we, we don't have it. But when I was a boy, they taught about the La Brea Tar Pits, and I don't think they included the right pictures in the history books when they were teaching it. It may have been science, and I don't know if that's the reason why. Or maybe it's a young person's imagination, but when I would picture these La Brea Tar Pits, I would picture bubbling, ooh, maybe it's the, the, that show Beverly Hillbillies, which I don't think is that far from here. But I've, I've, I pictured bubbling ooze and, like, giant pits of constantly bubbling ooze. And I guess maybe I'd probably be dis I probably would have been disappointed if I came here and found that, because that would be, it would be, like, it's already, you can smell the sulfur smell, that's the asphalt. And that actually is bubbling up. So I guess I, I, I don't know, like, I guess what La Brea Tarpets would say to me is you can't have it both ways. You'd never be happy anyway. But when I was a boy, I used to imagine great pits full of bones, full of bone sculptures, fossil sculptures. from, And this is the greatest collection of Ice Age fossils was unearthed right here where we're standing. And where we'll be walking, I, I believe, I'm pretty sure, like five, six million. Originally, I think it was 2.5 or 3 million. And then when they decided to, the county, LA County Museum decided to make their parking garage, they found another 2 million uh, fossils there. And micro fossils, which maybe we'll see inside. But so this is the, that's the lake pit. I just wanted to say that before you got a good look at it. Now, my first visit was when, I, now you may say, well, how old are you with a walking tour? Because I can't quite get get an age. And you'd say, well, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm just, uh, I'm just old enough to still be disappointed that there's not giant bubbling cauldrons of, uh, of hot tar. But believe me, once you get over that, and, and I don't know if you, I think you just came here to walk. Okay, let's get walking then. So we're going to walk into the museum and we have our wristbands. Now, this is quite an impressive collection of uh, fossils of uh, creatures from uh, the Ice Age. Very exciting. I don't know a lot about any of those things. 
I know about walking and talking, but I do know now your wristband does not include this, but the next time if you decide to come for a non-walking visit or an official visit, they have a wonderful show with a puppet, and it's a very, very puppeteering that's very exciting where they talk about some of uh, how the fossils came to be here. Very exciting, very informative. And then they also have a 3D movie, and Christopher Plummer is the, at the current time, is the narrator. So just a wonderfully voiced 3D movie with some of the history of the Ice Age and what creatures lived in the Ice Age. And even with a few lessons about, you know, hey, what's going on with us? Are we gonna, are we gonna ice it up once again? And also the question of what happened to the Ice Age? Did it just warm up or did humans become so evolved? You know, these were our mammal friends. Now these were not, these were not lizards. These were mammals. And you know, as we, now the center of the museum is the atrium. And you can go out, we can go out there. It's nice to walk. You're going to see plenty of plants. There's some nice koi. And we have flowing water. And this is a nice area to do some thinking. There's also, like, you can look up from the second story from the outside. You can go up those hills. And you could also roll down the hills if you're big on rolling. Some children like to roll down those hills. Most, you know, some parents like to supervise their children rolling. Other parents like to, you know, not supervise. But you see here, this is like a, a like, this is a, like, so it has plants and it has, uh, this is just a nice escape, and we could just walk through it. I just actually want to go back to the entrance to where we came in here. And remember, if anybody says anything, we're friends. friends. And if you need to elaborate, friends of mall walking. Walking together, friends of mall friend, And you just say it like that, friend, friend, we're friends. And you could say, say I'm fr- you're friends with the captain. Or, you know, if, if you do want to hold hands... I couldn't tell you if my hand's going to be incredibly dry or incredibly sweaty because I don't know until I hold someone's hand. And let's see what else I was going to say. Like, uh, so we could hold it. And then I don't know, like a lot of times I can't stop thinking about holding someone's hand and then saying, am I gripping it? Like, uh, what are they thinking about as, as I'm gripping their hand? Where do I put my thumb? Holy moly, where do I put my... Anyway, back to the museum. This first area here even though we're walking, is an exciting place. Now, these here, these poles, you can pull on them and imagine if you were stuck in the tar and the asphalt, which technically I don't know the difference between the two, but you could pretend, you know, you could pretend that. And then we see a lot of these fossils put together for our own uh, in- enjoyment. There's This is the antique bison here. And he is, look at, look at like a bison and buffalo, and this is very much like it's a, lived on Rancho del El, uh, Rancho La Brea. And if I guess if it's technically that's the ran- the tar ranch. Come on down. Maybe we could. Do, 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 do you want to go into business together? We could start something called the Tar Ranch. I've been thinking about. You know, they have mud baths. Why not? At like, and I'm not kidding. People might think it like it's a bad idea. Well, what about an asphalt bath? We not, and it sounds at first like you, it's going to be too hot, but we'd say no, no, it's not too hot; it's just right. Uh, but this, this is uh, there's 159. Uh, no, one of the, the 159 of these antique bison found on the grounds here, and they had longer horns than modern buffalo, greater shoulder humps, and they're bigger. And if you look at it, his shoulders kind of look now like little wings. And I asked one time yesterday, I said, is that a wing? Is that winged? Do these buffalo have wings? And then I laughed. I didn't realize I made a joke because it's the restaurant Buffalo Wild Wings. So then people started yelling and laughing. And then the person just glared at me. And then I said, no, 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 I was really wondering if that buffalo has wings. And, and someone said, that'd be wild. So I didn't get my question answered. Now, this is, a, this is a big tusk creature over here. I don't know if this is a mammoth or a, because I know I can see in your eyes, you said, yeah, I'm here to walk. So I'm going to keep us walking. 
but we're going to walk around and around. Look at those tusks. They're almost as long as the, the, the mammoth or uh, mastodon. I think this is a mammoth. And at one point, it was a woolly. And again, I don't know Snuffleupagus. Are you familiar with Snuffleupagus? No. He's friends with Big Are you familiar with Big Bird? Not really. Oh, well, um... Oh, because they're not... Yeah, well, Big Bird likes to walk. Big Bird's a biped. And Big Bird has an interesting walk, because Big Bird has very large feet and is a big bird. But this... So this, like, also... So I just get... Look at those tusks. Very curved. And you wouldn't want it... Like, imagine the drinks this thing would knock over. I mean, I'm not kidding. I'm not... You're laughing. You're laughing, but I'm serious. Like that it would turn its head and say, what did you... And then all the drinks... So I guess they probably... I mean, they wouldn't... But what about even bumping into each other? They say they must have just turned their heads very slowly. uh, Or maybe just like, yeah, maybe just taking it slow. And then this over here is uh, like a animatronic mammoth. And so this is definitely one. It makes a noise. And, and I don't know. I, I would assume its tusks aren't real, this one. But what I love are these murals behind any of these uh, science museums or these natural history museums is uh, the murals that are behind them. I say, wow, that is lovely. L-O-V-L-E. Well, look at that. There's uh, There's humans hunting. And there's mountains, and there's grassland, and it looks like there's some antelopes, and somebody's cooking something, some sort of ferret, or some little, little, we've got some migration happening. And then this next one, these are saber-tooths, and there's two of them. Oh, no, there's three. There's a baby on the ground. So those are three, that's a family of saber-tooths. Now, it doesn't look like you can see their ribs. Now, those are those are just sculptures, I think, or statues. Well, you're right, there's a fourth one back there looking up and smiling. So that's a family of four. So they probably made this one back in the you know, 1980s or earlier to say, like, you know, back when people thought that that's the way but anyway, so this is a family of uh, saber-toothed tigers, I think, or saber-toothed cats. I think they're cats. Oh, tigers are cats. You're right. I did not know that. Uh, that one's looking right at us. And then this is a short-faced bear. And I say, what's with the long face, short-faced bear? Your face doesn't look short to me. It looks just right. And then the bear said, okay, well, I'm confused. Uh but this bear was back, uh, it was larger than any of the North American bears currently, even the grizzly, taller than a grizzly, twice the weight. And it had a big head, so I don't know why they called it a short-faced bear, uh, because uh, they, they probably just were short on, um, you know, names. And then this is a mural that shows one of the uh, saber-toothed tigers and the bears getting to know each other. And I don't know if, like, would you say this is exploitive or just, like, do you think that really happened? And that is another very big mammoth there. And that is an imperial mammoth, I I know. Because I said that's, like, two names, imperial mammoth. And I'm not a wordsmith, so I don't know if mammoth, which came first, the size of the mammoth or the name of the mammoth. But, uh... You know, it's something to think about. And so this mural has so many things. It has our short-faced bear friend in the back. And then that creature up on two legs is a Harlan's ground sloth. It's a very big sloth. Uh, doesn't look slothy to me at all. Italian spaghetti. You know, they call him the sloth way down. But he's up on two, so he's way up. You'd be looking up to him, I believe. Then we have a California saber tooth there. And then right out of Game of Thrones, they have a dire wolves. Those were real. I did not know that till yesterday. Dire wolves. Whether Jerry Garcia is telling you about them or Jon Snow. Would you think, do you think Jon Snow and Jerry Garcia would get along? Or, uh, Sir Davos? And I don't, yeah, I don't know about those two. Probably, though, like, he'd, he'd be good to have around when they're sitting around. He could sing them songs. And in the back, we have American Mastodon. 
I think that was a movie I saw once, American Mastodon. I remember leaving, and I was very confused. So confused, I said, I don't even know if I need, should I ask for my money back, or should I go to my school and ask for my money back? But that's American Mastodon back there. And this one's just simply the extinct camel. What a ripoff for that camel. What a ripoff. And then even, like, this one's Stephen's Llama. Like, almost like a family called it. I'm naming that one. That's my llama. Stephen's Llama. And these are some more extinct camels here hanging out with American lions. And I'm not lying. That's an American lion. And up there is Miriam's giant condor, quite a big condor. You see a lot of them here on this beautiful mural. And even up front here, landing. And I believe they discovered a lot of them because they would land to look in to see what's in the pits or whatever you want to call them, the lakes. Uh, I forget what they call it. Oh, we got to do more walking, right? Longhorned bison here, American bison. And our imperial mammoth friend eating some hay. And then Cope Flamingo, which I said, hey, that's another place I'd like to visit. Cope Flamingo. That's a place where you could go, where even though no one knows my name, they might know it there at the Cope Flamingo. Like the, kind of like the Copacabana. And you might be asking, who's the oldest one around here? I heard that the California Sabertooth, if you read the sign, uh, is 36,000 years old. The antique bison is antique, 27,000 years old. Whoa, 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 whoa. And then the western horse, which is no longer with us, the extinct western horse, 15,000. The American mastodon, 39,000. Uh, dire wolf, so this might give us some carbon dating about Jon Snow, 10,710 years ago. Uh, that was when, and I guess this was the Ice Age, so it all ties together. That you know, we, we, I guess this makes a lot more sense than I, no wonder I feel so connected to some of those characters. And then this is a, a something from the La Brea woman, the Tar woman. I wonder if she remember when Circe met went went met with that woman one time when she was a little girl. I wonder if it was the La Brea woman, the Tar woman. They say, okay, go down there to her hut. She lives on the edge of the woods. I'm not going to see mother. I won't go see the Tar. Well, she's nine thousand years old. She's obviously wise, and uh, you know the Tar helps keep her going. In that there is a wood spear tip, it's 4,000 years old, and they're using radiocarbon dating. And the half-life, I don't know, I, I kind of tried to pay attention when they were teaching that, but I didn't do a great job. So yeah, let's keep, you're right, let's keep walking, of course. And then there, here's some more saber-toothed cats. I used to always get Snaggletooth. Wasn't that a character, Snaggletooth? And I would get him mixed up with saber-toothed. I think that's something to do with my dyslexia, or maybe I have, like, a snaggled brain. But this is Sabertooth Cat, and it's actually the official state fossil of California. Do you believe, I wonder if your state has, like, a fossil. Oh, you're, like, a Californian. Well, that's, this is your state fossil. Congratulations. Uh, it's a Sabertooth Cat. As large as an African lion, but more heavily built, uh, active... Stealthy, with speed, hanging out with bison and camels and horses and ground sauce. And then over here is a giant jaguar, formerly known as the American lion. This feline was closely related to the living jaguar. Uh, larger than the African lion or the Siberian tiger, uh, or even the saber-toothed cat, uh, more than 80 of these have been found over here at the Tar Ranch, Rancho La Brea. And that's it, like, uh, here at the, the inside of the tar pits, and we can walk outside. Now, I do say, you know, if you want to do any slow walking, the, the, the entire building you could see up there is, is, I don't know if this is a boss relief, but a beautiful, I think that's concrete, and I'd say is that cast or a relief or carved, what a mural of amazing, look at that. It tells the story of the Ice Age, of the creatures of the Ice Age. Perfect for walking around. 
And uh, this is the, the George C. Page Museum of Labrae's Discoveries that we were just in. So maybe I got my museums mixed up. Maybe I called that to page. But anyway, I don't, you know, I don't work here anyway. I asked where I could put an application in, and but I didn't want to bring attention. But this is it. This is my spot here. And this was my, my first trip here. I was dis- disappointed, but now no longer. Look at the bubbles bubbling. So that's regular water, but within it is the asphalt or the tar. And it really creates it, and it just surprised, see that bubbling over there, just like there's something under there blowing big bubbles, and some are blowing little bubbles. And along the shore are little tar things, and some algae maybe, so light, and it's green in there. I didn't ever ask a question of, like, is there green stuff living in there? I would assume there is, but it could just be the leaves from the trees. And just exciting. Look at the bubbling water. I don't know the temperature of the water. Again, I'm a little bit scared of asking questions. And you could see the mastodons or the imperial mammoths over there bathing. Those are statues. And beyond the gates, the city of angels out there. And there's actually, believe it or not, this this is it. This is where. Um, there's a lot of angels here, and now they're fossilized angels, so really a wonderful place to be. I mean, it wasn't when they were becoming fossils, but, uh, you know, it was, a, it was the circle. I guess this wasn't the circle. Well, it was the circle of life. I guess this was a spot where the circle of life got kind of caught in circular stuff. Oh, you want to get walking. Well, let's just walk around along the sides of the lake pit here. I love it. Oh, do I love this lake pit. So I could just walk and stop and look at those bubbles. Look at the water, the palm trees beyond. Did you see the reflection of the sky in there? It's also in your eye. Your eyes are the same color as the sky. They're not. Well, to me, they are. And they reflect in the water. And yeah, it is a harsh smell. It is a, it does smell like asphalt because it's a, there's as this is nature's um nature's road box or something. And that's how they discovered it. They were they were saying, "Hey, let's make some money." They made some deals. Someone bought this. They started pumping and they started digging. And then they started delivering the stuff and people said, "Hey, this stuff's full of bones." Like uh, and they thought it was just regular old uh run-of-the-mill bones. And then someone uh, said, "said Well, geez, these could be. These are good bones. These aren't run-of-the-mill bones. Uh, these are old bones, ice age bones. And you got to keep you. Let's get, keep them going. And then uh, I don't know what happened after that. But I do know they said, "Well, let's be careful about these bones." And that's why they're doing the microfossiling now. But yeah, just a leisurely walk around the lake pit, and then like back at. Uh, uh, the big circle, the great circle, less soccer and more picnicking going on here. And no, oh, if you do get hungry, there's nothing to eat on this uh, this tour or here at the museum. And I said, well, thank goodness they don't have an overpriced restaurant. But when you when they don't have an overpriced restaurant, you start to miss it. I think I don't understand that. It's just human nature, I guess. But we're going to pass, and we're going to skip some things right now. We're going to go all the way. We're going to have a nice walk here. And we're going to smell the air. And we're going to listen to the laughter and the chatter. And the cars on Wilshire Boulevard and West 6 as we stroll past. And some more trees. And these are some pits that we can look into. Oh, you want to look into them now? Well, these are, you, you picked a good time because these are pits 3, 4, and 61, 67. And this one really has some good bubbling. Like, look at that. Like, right there in the middle, there's like a mound there. So that's really an upwelling of asphalt, and there's trees. And, of course, there, yeah, there is some human, you know, that's a gum wrapper, it looks like. But you know, chill. You know, it, it could the wind could have carried it, and then yeah, people do poke things in there. Because how could you? I mean, I can help myself because uh, you know I'm here just to walk. But it, you know, be hot, tough for a child to control themselves and not to stick. Say, well, I just want to get something in. There. I want to get some grease on. Get my grease on. You know. 
but, but, but I just want to, you know, I just do, I do want to get my walk on too, but it's just so exciting looking at the bubbling. And then you'll see in these different fields, these little squares surrounded by little tiny fences. And you can even look, like, look over this one right over here. And there's even little asphalt upwellings here. And I know as we walk here, we're going to go by pit 91. And this one, I think, is where actual work is being done. Because you could see down there, and I guess this is what they would do. They build up these wooden walls, and you can see the little benches down there. And I don't know when they're working right now, but there's like it seems, seems like there's a lot. This is like a lot more liquid than we've seen anywhere else here. So they're down at the liquid level. And I don't know what they do here. It just looks like it because I see some gloves and I see some a winch and uh, benches and things to put stuff in. I mean, I know they're very careful. I, I know, okay, we should keep walking. So that's pit 91. Very exciting. And then we're going to take this path here and we're going to, and as we, and this is LA County. Uh, Museum of Art, I think, behind us here. And then that, I don't know if that's a new part of it there, that beautiful new building or the oldest building that's part of the museum. So this is exciting. And we're going to get, we got, we have access here. And we're going to go in through this door here. And we're going to go down this little staircase and right in that. Now, now be careful. You don't want to drop anything in there because there's some, uh, yeah, there's some fossils. You're just going to look over the railing. And this is a lovely skylit natural air coming in this building. And down there we have some fossils and we have some asphalt. And this is, so this has been around since back in the day. Feels like the 1950s in here, if you ask me. By way of some 8,000 year old fossils. But yeah, you can see even some asphalt bubbles are going on. Now, it's not as exciting. Like I said, there's like uh, some solid stuff and some gum wrappers in here. But yeah, those are like a mammoth, some mammoth stuff and some saber-tooth stuff. And maybe even, I think that's some sloth stuff down there. And the beauty is, like, so I guess I should tell you about the circular circle of life that goes on here. So what would happen is... So we'll be out now. What happened is this, this, uh, you know, the earth stuff's going on below the earth. And then some of this oil asphalt is being pushed up from below the earth through the cracks on the earth. Could be fossil fuel making fossil fuel, I guess, in this case. But as it bubbled up, it would just bubble up, you know, just to the surface, just a couple, you know, it would start to soak the ground. And then what would happen is the leaves and grass would cover it. You know, because we're talking about thousands and thousands of years this is happening over. And then someone will be out walking just like us. Now, I know what we're doing. I mean, I don't know what exactly what I'm doing, but the museum does. So we're fine walking here. But someone will be out walking, and then they would get stuck. And then, like, because they were stuck, like kind of like if you've ever uh, stuck your boots in mud or anything, and then your boots come. Have you ever lost a boot in mud? No. Have you ever seen the movie Secret of a Nim? No. What does that have to do? Like, I just remember their house was sinking in the mud. I just thought of it. But uh, So they would get caught in the mud, and then they would try to pull themselves out. But they're, you know, just mammals, uh, not, uh, well, we're just mammals, I guess, too. But they would be trying to pull themselves out, and then they would get more stuck. And maybe they would take a nap, and maybe they would take a nap for a few minutes. Maybe they would just take a long, long, long nap. Uh, but then what would happen is, like, a saber tooth would come along and say, Jesus, is that my friend the Imperial Mammoth taking a nap in there? I want to, um, I mean, to go on a mammoth ride, Imperial Mammoth ride, and then they would get stuck. And then a dire, and they said what had happened is like they would be all bunched together. And then they would, you know, then that would happen and then they'd sink down and then it would happen again, maybe once every 10 years, not super often, you know, but once every 10 years or so, they would all get stuck. And, uh, so that's interesting, you know, they're all stuck together and then they would be, so then the miracle of this asphalt, is that it would seep it. Now, I don't know if this was anything in Jurassic Park. I think there was amber and insects. 
And that was also Dino. How come Woolly Mammoths? I know they had the Ice Age, but they don't have any action movies with uh, like elephants. But those weren't those were were those mammoths or just elephants in uh, the Lord of the Rings? I mean, I think we need more mammoth movies. Is what it was. So they would um, but so the ma- the uh, asphalt would seep into the bones. And absolutely preserve it. They say, like they said, these bones look like they could be a couple weeks old. So they would be caked in this asphalt, and and they said the asphalt goes in a conical shape. So then you can dig it out, and we'll see that on Project Twenty Three around the corner. Not Project Runway, Project Twenty Three. But I guess that's all. So the the uh, it, it preserved everything so that we could see it. And the scientists would say, and maybe we could learn from the lessons of the last ice age. But, uh, you know, I say, well, I recycle my bottles. I don't know about you, but I put it in the recyclable. And so I get off my back, Jack. But they say, you know, maybe we could learn. And they usually clear their throat when they say that. Or I made a joke on the tour. I said, how about an ice age entice age? And someone said, what do you mean by that? And I, I, I said, well, I'll wait for the next tour. So this is, so we're going to leave the observation pit. Very nice, very good, well-behaved. You're, you're the best-behaved walker I've ever seen. And up here is per- Lucky Pit 13. And my favorite part about this pit is the stone wall here. Now, this used to be all stone little bridges over these things. And I wish I had a time machine just to observe. And I don't know, this was in the 20s, the 30s, the 40s. If people would just jump over these little stone bridges and just jump right into the pits or not. I mean, I would. I would do that. So I guess it's good I don't have a time machine. I mean, at first I would just try to put my ankle in there to see, one, what's the temperature? What does the asphalt tar feel like between my toes? And is this, and then is this a business model? Like tar, you know, the, the tar, uh, I think we could probably think of a witty name, like, uh, the tar pits aren't the pits, uh, you know, get, get your kicks down on the tar, you know, something with, but I would like to put my feet in there. I mean, imagine after a hard day, get, you get your feet in some tar. And then you don't, but the best part is it's my business so to clean it up after you. Like, you don't have to bring the tar home. Leave your, leave your tar here. The tar pits, pits. Captain Tar Pits. How about that? Maybe I could do, do, how about if I'm a superhero? Captain Tar Pits. So that's pit 13. Again, it has a couple little pools of asphalt. It's nice, and there's some nice shady spots here. This would be a good spot for a picnic. You know, if you don't mind the asphalt smell, which I don't, uh, as Captain Tarpits, I guess I have to live with it. And coming up here on our left is pit nine. And again, you say, I've seen one pit, I've seen them all. I would say, you are a joker because they're different shapes, first of all. And every day, every pit is different. Uh, here at pit, pit town, maybe what about pit town? No, but so this is pit nine. It's different than pit 13, but not that different, as you said. But, you know, it gives you something else to look at. It gave us some other place to walk from pit, and, and that, this is a nice amphitheater. And I don't know if, the, you know, there's a lot of outdoor amphitheaters that don't get used. I don't know about this one. I could see a lovely classical bank music playing here. Or, um... You know, maybe we could do the pitting right here. Like, we could just give people buckets and you could stick your feet into uh, tar. But this is some lovely red uh, granite or something. Probably the tar wouldn't be good for it. But across the way here from pit nine is our last stop. It's pit until I, you know, say good good day to you. This is Project 23. And what is 23 stands for? 23 giant wood boxes that you see around. Now, there's uh, not 23. It was started in, I think, 19, 2008 or 9. So back in the mighty aughts, they decided to build a parking lot over at the County Museum of Art. And, of course, they wanted to do it the right way. So they started digging, and when they found... uh 
uh, tar stuff. With they surrounded it with they put it in wooden boxes and they unearthed it and put it in wooden boxes so it'd be safe and the fossils would be safe and the microfossils would be safe. And you might say, what in the way, what in the way of uh, Brooks walking shoes is uh, like a microfossil? I'd say, well, a little bit bugs and little beetles, little leaves and little shells. And little ball, you know, little guy, like little guys, like mouse toes. That's one of the things they find. They say, well, this is a mouse toe. You know, little things that were lost in a shuffle that may hold great secrets. Uh, for Ice Age Park, you know, Jurassic Park 5, Ice Age Park. Don't, you know, bring a jacket because it's going to get cold. Yeah, so they they dug out all these wood boxes and put the asphalt in there and extract, you know, they excavated. They did their, I think they did their due diligence. I believe they did. And then they brought them over here and they set them up on this, this area here. So this is Project 23. Very, you know, hush-hush, but not everybody knows about it. It sounds cool, it looks cool, and it is cool. You know, it, it's because it, it's the, the asphalt has cooled while sitting in these boxes. Same technique you'd use to get root systems from a tree. You dig around the root systems. You sur- I heard this on the tour. I didn't know it. No, you're right. And then you surround it in the box, and then you excavate it to keep it all, you know, together as one. So that's Project 23, and we'll just stroll here past some of the statues, the sloths, and uh, whatever those things. I think those are sloths. If one there's two sloths, a sloth. I wonder what a group of sloths is, a sloth. And one last thing is the Pleistocene Garden. You know, uh, uh, you, you, if you've seen an octopus's garden, you know, you're under the sea. Now, this is like time travel, for this is the closest thing you're going to get to Pleistocene Garden. Really, these are Pleistocene air plants, I think, here in the garden. And you could walk, you know, in, in the, you can, t- you can't touch, oh, you can't touch the plants because I, like, I don't, I don't work here. But we could walk through it and, you know, I don't know, it's nice, isn't it, to say, wow, these plants are connected to the spirit of time. And just like when we walk, our feet are connected to the earth and then they leave the connection to the earth and then they return to the connection of the earth. And just as the bubbles from the lake pit come from below the surface of the water, and the asphalt comes from below the surface of the ground. And whatever is pushing it comes from the pressure from the sur- you know, surface that we're standing on. It really lets you know that it's interconnected. And if I could you know, remember anything that Christopher Plummer said during the movie, it'd say, hey, you know, maybe we could learn and maybe we could keep an open mind about these things and say, what are we doing? And by walking... I guess that is a way, but another way is just friendship and uh, being nice to one another. Whether we become friends or we just stay friends of mall walking, you know, we know that we can be nice uh, when we when we seek it. You know, maybe not say what. Don't throw your wrapper into the lake. It's uh, like uh, like you don't and like you like or teach kids that you. I think it is okay to poke stuff with sticks. I'm not positive about that, but I've seen a lot of stick poking, like, around those, like, little squares. And I think when I was, like, 22 years old, I poked some sticks in some holes here. And that felt really good. I said, well, I'm connected to the asphalt. And then we think about the kindness when we start our uh, tar business. What about Tartos? What do you think about that for a name? Captain Tartos. And where your feet get, get the, the, it's not quite the heat, uh, where your feet get complete, tar toes, soaking your feet in asphalt, uh, seven days a week, where sweet relief comes in the form of ancient tar. You know, cause they, a lot of times they say, oh, this is an ancient recipe. I mean, this is Earth, one of Earth's oldest recipes, and, you know, you could say pure, di- you know, pure dinosaur guts are in here. Woolly mammoth, uh, you know, d- taken by the earth, reprocessed, repurposed, and now your toes soak in it. 
Also, to get everything off, we do have to use a lot of chemicals uh, and a pressure washer. So maybe that wouldn't work. And then there is the smell. I don't know what that would do. You say, well, how bad do your feet smell? It smells better than your feet. Asphalt smells better than your feet. It makes it complete. A smell so sweet, not as your feet. Asphalt, the, the, the glug that keeps on glugging. So I'm so glad you joined me. Why don't we just step over here to the lake pit and just stand next to one another against the fence here, looking at the bubbling cauldron-like motion, being surprised as water bubbles up. Is it air? Is it asphalt? Is it hot air? You know, it's. I know in my case it is. Where we did a little walk and we took a little tour. We, did, you know, we didn't dance. Would you? Would you like to dance with me on the edge of the lake pit? No. Would you like to walk in place? Yeah, let's just walk in place here. As we watch the surface of the water, as we watch the motion of the water, and as I say good night, you know, this has been a wonderful walking tour. And I'm so glad to have you along with me. Thank you and good night. I want to say thanks and good night over on Twitter to Phoebe, to Goosebuds. Uh, thanks and good night. Uh, thanks and good night to Mac F. Uh, thanks and good night to Andrea V. Thank you and good night. Uh, thank you and good night to Paige R, uh, Paige who is real, I, I believe. Uh, be like Babs, thanks and good night to be like Babs. Uh, thanks and good night to Krista R, uh, uh, thanks and good night to Howard and Liz over at Staying Positive, thanks and good night. Thanks and good night to Lou H, uh, Naomi, thanks and good night uh, for that, uh, shout out on Netflix via Compared to Netflix Live. Uh, the Boy Who Lives Bradley, thank you and good night. Uh, Danny C, the doc, uh, Danny C, thanks and good night. Margo D, Brooklyn uh, Fitchick of the uh, Fit Bottom um, Girls podcast, uh, thanks and good night. Thank you. Lauren B, thank you and good night. Thanks and good night. Carly, thank you and good night. Melissa H to the J, thanks and good night. Glamour UK, thank you and good night. Uh, Elegram, thank you for checking out uh, E-Salon, Karina, and let me know about it. Thank you so much. Uh, Amber Balloons, uh, Amber Balloons, uh, thanks and good night. Thank you so much. Uh, Stacy M, uh, thanks and good night. Thanks for the the song. Thank you and good night for Dora Head. Good night and thank you. Uh, Corinne F., uh, thanks and good night. Tawny S., uh, thank you and good night. Uh, MS to the W to the T., thanks and good night. Elizabeth, uh, thank you and good night. Israel S., thank you and good night. Uh, Jessica F., thanks and good night. Uh, Betsy B, thank you very much and good night. Uh, uncool kid, you're cool in my book, thank you, thanks and good night. Uh, Two Bit Geeks podcast, uh, thank you so much and good night. Tom over there, thanks and good night. Uh, Alyssa M, thanks and good night. Uh, Mandana, thanks and good night. Cinnamon Toast Crunch to you, thanks and good night. Uh, Stephanie uh, L, thank you and good night. Thanks and good night from me and from Koa. Uh, both a tree and a you know warrior of sniffs of sniffing and tail wagging. Emmy, thank you and good night. Thanks and good night. Thanks and good night to Mads, uh, our buddy. Uh, thank you and good night to Dane with an S. Uh, thank you so much and good night. Jenna M. Thank you and good night. A.K. Lisa. Thanks and good night. Colston, our good buddy, hip hippin to the hopper. Colston. Thanks and good night. Uh, Blythe. Uh, thanks and good night. Uh, good night and thank you. Taylor S. Uh, thanks and good night. Alexandra, thanks and good night. Chad W, thank you and good night. Katie H, thanks and good night. 
KK, everybody over at NPR, thanks, a big, big thanks, and good night to Poetry Foundation. Uh, Cindy with an I, thank you, and good night, Texas. Back, thanks, and good night, Marissa E, thanks, and good night, hi. Uh, Deirdre and Windsor, giving love out to Windsor. Uh, Bear Trap Fitness, uh, thanks, and good night. Hope you enjoyed that episode a few times. Uh, Victoria, thank you and good night. Uh, contact Chris, uh, thank you, Chris. Thanks and good night. Seamus, uh, thanks and good night. Ellen B., thank you and good night. Uh, Steph Groupie, thank you and good night. Andrea, 1984, thank you and good night. Uh, Clara, Clara, thank you and good night. Nadia, thanks and good night. Uh, Tales and Trivia, thank you and good night. L to the B to the Izzle, thanks and good night. Uh, Heather, I want to say thanks and good night. Matt P, thank you and good night. Illusionoid uh, Nug, thanks and good night. Oborocarta, thank you and good night. Melanie W, thanks and good night. Brandon, uh, thank you and good night. Uh, Dances D, thanks and good night. Sweet P. Thanks and good night. Uh, thanks and good night to Old Gray uh, Rabbit. Uh, that's another great, good nice podcaster. Tales talking trivia. Joanne's friend Sarah. Thanks and good night. Marissa K. Thanks and good night. Uh, Canva A. Thanks and good night. Lenny G. Thank you and good night. Liz T. And the Hedgehog. Thanks and good night. Thanks and good night, everybody.